This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. I'm excited today. Um, This is a big one for me because uh, the number one reason for client dissatisfaction is their unmet expectations. So when they're sharing their expectations and you don't properly address it, you're just going to set up the relationship for failure and they're never going to be satisfied. So, you know, it's important to this whole path to profitability framework that I talk about and share with you guys all the time. It's all based on um, retention, you know, like it's a lot easier to retain your clients to continue to provide them with service, increase their scope of work over time, and of course, adding new clients in, but that's how you grow, right? You build on top of what you've already created. So it's really important to have this, you know, kind of foundation of happy clients that are just like, what else can we do with you? We, we love working with you. What else do you got? And that means that their expectations are being met and they're happy. So I know it's really exciting when we're talking to prospective clients and we're really like jazzed about the opportunity and we want to bring them in. We kind of start by assessing their needs and giving them a taste that we are the right team for the job. But sometimes on those calls, they start saying things and you're like, this is not realistic. It used to be back in the day, well, we want to get on Oprah. (laughs) And then it was like, we want to be on Ellen's uh, holiday giveaway, 12 days of holiday, or we want to be on Oprah's favorite things in the magazine. And you're like, you and everyone else, right? You know, this is not realistic, but we also don't want to say yes, just to get the work because then they're not going to be happy. You know, we want to actually make our clients happy, make them satisfied with our work. And that starts with setting really clear expectations right off the bat. And yeah, you might risk losing the work, but more likely you are going to gain their trust and they're going to see you as the expert that you are. So I think it's important to walk through these steps of how to educate clients on what could be possible for them with PR and in what timeline and all of that. So we're going to dive into that. And so what actually leads to unrealistic client expectations? This has to do with us. Early on in the discovery call, in the vetting process, helping them define success and make sure that whatever their expectations are, They're aligned with what reality could possibly be, and they're realistic. So you never want your clients to really um, kind of run with uh, their own understanding of goals. Like it has to be very clear what the goals of PR could be for them, what they're looking for. And if it's a sales goal, that's not a realistic um, 
goal for PR and it should not be a KPI that you're measured against. You can discuss what the deliverables are going to look like or what is realistic, what's expected in terms of results. And what we have found is that many clients, even a VP of sales, even somebody very senior, I've had CEOs at major companies that don't really understand what PR is because they might not have the same background as we do. They might not have ever encountered PR in a company um, or anyone that does PR that's really explained to them what it is and what it isn't. So um, we know that you know, it's nuanced between PR, um, advertising, marketing, social media marketing, email marketing, SEO, like all of these are ways that companies can promote their businesses. But a lot of times um, the executives in the company, their prospective client does not know the distinction between all of these. And sometimes we assume that they do, but they may have never worked with a PR agency before. Um, they may not um, really understand what it is. I mean, if you think about what PR is represented as or portrayed as in pop culture, like in TV and movies, right? Before I actually started in PR when I was an attorney, I thought it was celebrities got in trouble doing something naughty, something they definitely should not have been doing. And some talking head would come out and smooth things over. And they would come up with a campaign that was like, show up on this show, act humble, accept responsibility on this show, say you're you know donating to charity um, or putting out an official statement. That's what I thought PR was. I had no idea that brands, experts, authors could utilize that service in any way. And I just figured it was like, celebrities had a publicist that was like, get me out there and make me famous. That's really what I thought it was. So um, we've also more and more lately seen these kind of shady PR agencies that are really only offering pay-to-play opportunities. They position it, you guys know, they position it as, well, um, no more expensive retainers. You only um, have to pay if we land you a feature. But really, it's a pay-to-play opportunity. They're kind of buying wholesale real estate on a site, um, usually through a contributor in kind of a shady way. And they're selling it off in pieces for retail. And when the publication finds out, like if it's Forbes or Business Insider or Bloomberg or Huffington Post, they will just delete that entire contributor's content channel because it's, it violates their rules and it happens all the time. So you're spending this money or your clients are spending money on a sure thing, but it also will have a negative effect on their ability to secure future fe- future features because legit journalists and freelancers are going to do a search on the subject of their article that you're pitching. And they're going to say, wait a minute, this company is shady. They're doing pay to play and I don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. So no, no thanks. Thanks. No thanks. So it's toxic. Right. Um, but clients are like, well, I only want to pay if I, if you land me something and we know that, and it's in our contract, it's in the contract in the agency accelerator that we give to you, um, that you make your own. It's in the contract that results are not guaranteed. That's just an industry standard. So the other thing that has happened with some clients is that they've worked with agencies, but they had unrealistic expectations and they left 
because they thought the agency was the problem. And oftentimes I'll talk to clients and they're like, oh, our PR agency, da, 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 we weren't seeing anything. I'm like, well, how long did you work with them? A month and a half. Oh, we were like around two months. We were just starting to see stuff, but nothing. I was like, you did not give them enough time. And I'll never talk negatively about another agency. I mean, our whole platform is to support agency owners and build them up. So I'm never going to be like, well, they didn't do a good job. You know, it's like, well, you know, we're pitching the same editors. I don't really know. We'll have to see what kind of results we have. But, you know, you didn't give them enough time. So we're going to try to um, pay attention to, like, how these unrealistic expectations will show up. So it might be blatant. Like, a client may say something like, well, I expect, you know, 25 to 50 um, placements per month in top-tier outlets and if you're not hitting that result, then it is not worth the spend. Like, no, that's not how it works. So you possibly would just want to decline working with that client if you can't reshape their expectations because you're never, like all caps, never, ever, ever going to make them happy because that's just not realistic. Um, you know, like we can dust our butts and you're like, oh my God, I'm crushing it. And the client's like, we're not happy with the results. And you're going, what? So it's because they don't get what is likely to happen. Misaligned expectations are the number one reasons why clients leave. Let me say that again. Misaligned expectations are the absolute number one reason why clients do not stick around and why they bounce from agency to agency. And we want you to follow the framework that I teach to, which is building consistent, predictable, recurring retainer revenue every month with a full client roster, with clients you love, who appreciate your work. Um, and that means you have to deliver results. And you can't fulfill your promises if you don't establish what's expected and what's realistic. So you can't provide that service that's like A-plus service if they don't know what A-plus service actually looks like. So we know that client satisfaction will come from those expectations being aligned with reality and then what ultimately happens or could happen with your results. When a client or a potential client really understands what you are going to do and what you're able to do um, and in what timeline. So it's like, this is realistic. This is what a plan would look like. And you can also show them similar results to help them visualize it along with what you need from them, you can create a true effective partnership scenario where it's like, I can't do this or do it well if you don't have support from them, the resources and assets that you need. So you have to be clear there. It's going to take internal support from the team. This is what I need. And roughly a, a strategy and a timeline, not like a fully baked strategy, but what you're going to do what you're able to do and in what timeline. And then you can also show them like, here's a comparable effort that we made in six months. This is kind of, you know, what typical results would look like. Maybe show that. So that's, um, you know, like you also want a partnership with them because you don't want your clients to think PR is totally passive on their part, that they hire you, they have no role in the process, and they expect all of these insane wild results because you just took it and ran with it. You have to set yourself up and your clients and their business up for success by aligning expectations and letting them know, too, what their role in all of this will be. 
Um, and this is some, uh, these are some points on how to make sure your clients have realistic expectations. So you want to make sure that clients are educated about what public relations is, what it can do for their business in general. Um, do your potential clients understand PR and what we do as PR professionals? Like, what do we actually do? And you can have talking points ready to go about the actual value of PR. And like I said, and you need to communicate this to them, it's not guaranteeing sales or increased revenue. And that is a common misconception. And you are best serving your clients and yourself if you reset that expectation and sort of nip, the, nip that one in the bud right away. So some options that we can use that will, you know, you can have these on hand or kind of let them sink in and see how you like to communicate this. But this is going to be value-based explanations that you can have on hand for when clients are, you know, really not clear on what PR is or can do. So you can say PR can help amplify the other initiatives you have going on in your business, like other marketing initiatives, and create consumer demand at the point of purchase by even mentioning and referring to certain key retailers um, it, or driving them to your own website for transacting, you know, buying your products. PR is a way to reach potential customers at multiple touch points in a condensed period of time. So they're having multiple impressions and seeing, it's like all of a sudden, wow, this brand is everywhere. That's somebody like us behind the scenes making that all happen. It's a coordinated effort in a certain period of time, trying to reach the consumer at mul multiple touch points. Um, PR amplifies the key messaging that the brand wants to have out there. PR can make launches and sales more successful, but that is not our most important KPI or result because that is not trackable. It's not, um, you know, our responsibility. That's not what PR does. It might be a byproduct of the efforts that you've done to raise awareness and create demand, but that's not the goal. And that can't be a KPI that you're measured against. So you want to be sure to have your prospective clients know that PR takes time uh, did I ever say that? and it's cumulative. So it takes time to see results and then they really snowball on top of each other once you get the ball rolling, which is why it's extremely frustrating when you tell a client you need a six month runway and then they come back to you after two and a half months and they're like, we don't want to continue. And you're going, well, this is why I told you it takes six months. Like you're going to, you know, start to build the foundation and then it's cumulative. You're convincing people to be interested in a brand by telling compelling stories, creating angles that are interesting and timely and relevant, um, you know, and people have to check into it before they talk about it and generate more buzz. They have to really think about the timing and when it's the right fit for their publication. And once people start seeing a brand story in multiple places, then that's when results start to happen. That's when people are buzzing about a brand, they're talking about it and, you know, actually making the decision to purchase or to book your client on an interview or whatever. So you have to tell clients that it takes a while for media 
to convert those pitches into placements. You know, there's leads, short lead, long lead. And then on top of it, there's still the time you have to develop the pitches, develop the media list, well, develop the strategy and send the pitches out following up, facilitating the back and forth. It isn't a quick shot in the arm for business, even though a lot of people have that misconception. You have to tell clients it takes time to get everything flowing and for you to see conversions. If they say, you know, we want a blitz, then, you know, it doesn't take a quick shot in the arm. When I hear that, I instantly know that that client is not for me. I know that that's not how I build my business. It's not the kind of client that I am looking to bring into my business. So I quickly, you know, don't waste my time. It just makes me really clear they don't get it. Um, you know, we also want to communicate to clients that the value of what we're doing as PR professionals is building momentum for them. And we also communicate that clients who have the best success and see the best ROI are the ones that view PR as an ongoing effort. So that's why um, you shouldn't work with a client who wants to give you less than four months because it's setting you up for failure. You know, the time frame takes a while. The time frame isn't realistic to actually get the kinds of results they called you looking for. So you can redirect clients who insist on immediate results towards things like social media and paid advertising. You know, this is um, owned, you know, you're paid or owned, right? Paid advertising, that's when you're in control and you can control the messaging, the timing, all of that. But the reality is that PR moves the needle more than social media and paid advertising. I mean, if there's something on social like TikTok and something goes viral, those are those rare exceptions. But PR is going to actually improve consumer sentiment and get them to have a strong opinion of your brand. And it takes longer because it's storytelling. And you're also working on the media's timing because things will ebb and flow and you need to wait for a good time to pitch your compelling angles. They have to be the right story at the right time to the right person at the right publication. I mean, it is total alignment. That's what we teach in the pitch lab. That's like our premise there. And it really works. And so because it's not a spray and pray approach, it takes time. You know, so we've got these media timelines we're working against. And then certain conditions will set you up for success. And you need to convey this to the client. And my point for you here is step into your expertise. Step into that role as the person in the know. Inform them, advise them, educate them. You are the expert. And you can let them know how things work, what is likely to happen, and maybe when they insist on something else, you can say, well, that's not PR. You know, if you want immediate results and you want more control over timing and content, you might want to consider social media or paid advertising, you know, and that's real, you know, that's fair. We've done that. And I think that helps them also reset what PR actually is. It's not always me telling clients, we don't want to work with you. It's them saying, oh, so this isn't that. Okay, I got it. So set realistic expectations for placements and results too. <sighs> clients should not be expecting to be showcased in Forbes right off the bat. 
Um, and if they do, they have to be ready to disclose a lot of confidential information and earnings and revenue and growth and all of the things um, that privately held companies most of the time don't want to share. And it's also a process where you land smaller outlets or local media or whatever, and you grow into bigger publications. And that is also, especially if it's a smaller, less established company, and they don't have that metric or something exciting for a business publication to sink their teeth into, that is something that you want to make sure clients understand that the bigger outlets, or if they want to be on the Today Show or Good Morning America, they have to start in local segments and show they can carry a segment. They're telegenic, um, that they're enthusiastic, and have a reel to be able to showcase what they look like on TV, to be able to land anytime whatsoever on national TV. So it takes time and there are reasons why. And the discussion today is really to empower you as the expert to confidently reset expectations and not have to just say, yeah, okay, because you want the work and you're like, I'm going to work really hard. And it's like, it doesn't matter if they're not realistic. You can work till the cows come home. They're not going to really see the results they're expecting. So give your prospective clients a clear picture of what working with you is going to actually be like. When are you going to be available for uh, meetings or calls? When are they going to hear from you? How will communication work? How are you going to report results and how often? Because another expectation they have is that you're only working for them. You're, they're the most important and you're accessible to them all the time. And that is not the case. And it never should be the case. I don't care who your client is. Yes, there are breaking news instances, but there should be an expectation that you're only accessible in off hours, late, late at night or weekends, if there is kind of an emergency situation. It's like, don't abuse it. You know, you can make yourself accessible if there's like something or breaking news or whatever, but you're not writing pitches and, you know, emailing the client strategy and all of that on nights and weekends. And if you are working nights and weekends, awesome. Love it. Schedule your post, your uh, emails to go out in the morning so clients don't start to see, hmm, look at the timestamp. I would not have sent a client email at one in the morning because I don't want them to think that they can reach me ever again at one in the morning. So uh, those are, you know, some tips and strategies. Again, if you can position something as value-based, what PR is, and also show them what it is not and give them that understanding of what's realistic, you're going to have happier clients. It's really your job as the, uh, founder of your company to guide. I always do this on discovery calls so that people know oh, this person knows their stuff. They're an expert. And when you confidently communicate it, instead of it feeling like you're telling them no, you know, or you're saying no because you can't get those results, but somebody else could, you know, the difference. It's like either you're telling them no and they're like, well, I don't want to work with you if you're telling me no. Or you're telling them no because you aren't capable, but someone else is. That's not the way it looks. What it actually looks like is that you are a confident expert and you're guiding them so they understand the process and they understand the real, you know, what's realistic and they will be able to 
understand what their results could look like, and then you'll match it and or get close or do better. Um, that's a, an even better approach is to under-promise and over-deliver. That's what we aim to do. Thank you so much for being here. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to start, grow, and scale a profitable agency all on your own terms, you should consider joining the Agency Accelerator. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. To achieve your big, scary goals and truly live the type of lifestyle you've always wanted, it's time to join the Agency Accelerator. Inside this incredible program, you'll learn exactly how to structure your PR agency to fill your pipeline with high-paying clients and establish a consistent revenue stream so you can run a business that lights you up and that doesn't run you. This program is built around the exact steps that I took to grow a seven-figure PR agency, Generation PR, and now hundreds of other PR professionals around the world have implemented these techniques and strategies to scale their own agencies too. So this stuff works, you guys. Check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.